Heyo, today we are talking about seasons of sacrifice and the reality that going after your dreams. Uh, oh, it like it's not easy. It 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 does require a lot of sacrifice. It does require a lot of like miss nights sleeping and and missing games and events and and some people aren't willing to make that sacrifice right they have drawn a very specific line as to what life is going to look like for them and that is perfectly fine that is perfectly fine but there are going to be seasons where Rest just isn't something that happens. (laughs) Where balance isn't something that you get to experience. Where meals are something you forget. Um, that has to happen. (laughs) And just where there isn't, there isn't balance. And I want to tell you that it's going to be different, but I can promise that part. It it isn't, it isn't all rainbows and and unicorns and and wonderful in the dream land. I think that's the end goal, but there are seasons of sacrifice that come before that. It's waking up early. It's, it's finding a way to get it done. It's unrelenting in the pursuit of what you're going after. And not everybody's cut out to do that. All right, let's go. Hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show You know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up 
lost, you are not going to get there. Just know that. Um, but it's, it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever. It was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. That's our official assignment here. And mm, I don't know, is there a better thing to be doing? <sighs> no, not for me there isn't. And I don't know why we get called to do the things that we get called to do, but I'm here to tell you that you are being called to something. And it may just be on the other side of silencing your life enough to actually listen. And the multiple people that I talk to about this, and I always find the same thing rings true. It's a silence issue. It's usually not a, um, I don't know what it is, or I can't find it, or, you know, what, what am I going to do next? It comes down to silence and the willingness to sit long enough in that discomfort. Cause it's always uncomfy, right? Like we don't want to listen to that. Um, but we have to. It's a, it's a silence thing. And so the ability to do that, the willingness to do that, all of that factors in. And it, oh, I got to tell you, part of my lowest parts was this silence period. Was my inability to stop moving? Was my unwillingness to stop moving? Was the pride that I took in this constant perpetual motion, like, I was so proud of my ability to just keep moving and running and, and not listen to myself. Because when I listened, when I sat down, when I had those conversations, it always turned out like, e what you're doing is not good, does not feel good, it's not right for you. And you got to do something different. And there's a great reason for running from that. And I'll tell you what it is. Oh, the discomfort that that brings. Period. You know <coughs> that change is inevitable with that. You know that part of that change is going to be uh, just a lot of discomfort, a lot of mm, exile and disgust and just, uh, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. Uh, but it can be, I believe, 
can be fun. I believe that it can be inspiring. I believe that it can be something that we learn. I just, I believe in the potential of the space that silence holds for you and the ability to come out on the other side of that and find a path forward. And, you know, just doing the thing, continuing to move, not figuring out what it is, what it is about that thing, what you enjoy most about it, why you enjoy that, what it is about that, what that that deeper kind of call is, what excites you, what refires you every time. What is that and how does that work? And how are we finding a path towards that? And finding a path towards that looks like sitting in a lot of silence and discomfort. You don't want to hear that. You want to hear like, oh, Hannah came up with this super simple assessment to figure out what I might find that excites me. And then I'm going to not do anything with that because it's all too uncomfortable. No, like, ooh, Hannah's path is fire, like trial, error, trial, error, course correct, course correct, but always try, always doing. And if that's not something you're into, then I recommend you just stay where you are and work to find a habit that's not so destructive to your life um, that it hurts you that can help ease the pain of that call not being answered. You know? Because when we're fully expressed and in light, there isn't there isn't any anxiety there isn't any like there is but there isn't and it's kind of hard to explain it's like easily absolved easily fixed because we've dealt with what those things are because we know what's going to instantly sort of engage our systems And so when we figure those things out, when we go on that quest, when we help people on that quest, and by we, I mean me, um, what I've realized is one, it's always gotta be do centric. You, You have to just do it. I think so often we over romanticize what that thing is. You know, for me, that was writing and I was like, oh, I'm just going to write and everybody's going to respond to my writing and it's going to be so amazing. 
Um, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. And do you enjoy that work? What pieces of the work would you offload? And I suggest that you find those things. But what pieces, especially in the beginning, if you're doing this from a budgeted kind of place, what pieces do you want to keep? What, what pieces... What pieces do you not like, but you have to figure out how to do, you know, like, I don't know. For me, my instance of that has just always been moving through the pain points of the things regardless, because even if I offload this to someone, I want to know what I'm offloading. I want to know how it works. I want to know why we're doing it this way and why when you come in, we would do it another way, right? I want to, to know what kind of a person I need to do that work. Like what do they need to be great at in order to do this thing? And yeah, that's, that's kind of my role here moving forward. But I, for me, I can't do that unless I know all the whys behind, all the reasons. Even if I don't like doing that, I still want to touch it first. I still want to know why we were doing it that way. I still need to be a part of that initial conversation to buy into where we go from here. Now that's been true for me. I can't say that that is true for every entrepreneur that has ever existed, but that really is a, a true point for me, without a doubt. That has always been a part of it. It's, it's a part of the way that my brain thinks. I have trouble buying into a system that I haven't gotten to create or understand from the very beginning. Um, <coughs> and, you know, that's why as people have gotten to know me, that has always been a, a pushing point. Like Hannah, then you just do it. And so a lot of times I just have, and that usually works better for me than trying to comply and work within a system that already existed. And that's just me. That's not everybody. Um, so I skipped my great thing, but, um, go ahead and recognize yourself for your greatness and let's go ahead and dive in today. So <coughs> outside of this sort of lingering cough congestion thing, which loves not going away, I, I have figured out that the figuring out is one of the main things here. And this is why I always push people to actually do the thing because we can sit here forever and dream about things and talk about things and, and, and think about things and how we would, we would do that. But until we've actually experienced what doing that means, 
because usually it's it's more than you thought, right? Because the end goal is usually what we're talking about when we do talk about those dreams. Oh yeah, someday I'd just be X, Y, and Z. Someday I'd just be relaxed and da, 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 da. Which is amazing. And yeah, let's go. We can't have that vision unless we're capable of doing it. So then you step into the actual work. And in my finding, this is where people get tripped up most. It's like, we'll all sit here and say, oh yeah, that'd be so great. Da, 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 da. If I could just get that. And we don't actually compute the work that's required. And especially in the beginning stages of something, right? We see the end result of what we want, which is great. We see you know, influencers just hanging out with their kids a majority of the time and having this perfect balance. But what you didn't see was the amazing amount of commitment and sacrifice that it took prior to being in that place. Like, sure, once you've hired a hundred people who are working the back end for you, that balance looks like something that had always existed, but it probably didn't, right? Like it probably didn't always exist. And, you know, people will say, well, you gotta, they're like, family has to come first. And I agree, but there are days where the the business has to come first. Like I want to make every single event of yours, but at the end of the day, this is my responsibility. This is something that I committed to doing. And this is what I'm doing. And, you know, people don't love hearing that because you want to hear, oh, I left my corporate job and then I just got to hang out with my kids. And I did. There were years where I didn't know how to turn this into a business and that I really just spent a lot of time with with my kids, which was amazing. It was amazing to have that buffer. Um, And now I'm building something. I'm, I'm doing that night and day. Like, do I wish that I could hang out with my kids nonstop after I get off of work? Do I wish that at three o'clock the store could close and I could just go be with my kid? No. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And everybody out there will be like, oh, your kids are only young once and all the things. And I completely agree. And I started this thing and there isn't a beautiful balance. And there are seasons of immense sacrifice. There are seasons of missing stuff. There are seasons I was explaining to my sister yesterday, like, honestly, I'd love to get to everybody's stuff. I really would. I would love, because we live so close to family, I would love to be more involved 
in our extended family's lives. But we have so much going on. When I have time off from the shop, typically I'm going to my own kids' things. And even that is not something that's possible all the time. And I think it's just the reality of of choosing this life. And that doesn't mean that it's like that forever. But it is. It is committing to something. You took this on. So you're doing this thing. And you're going to get it done. And then you go back to the drawing board. And you say, huh, did I like that? If this stayed like this forever, and I, this is the <laughs> real conversation that you got to have. If I was in this grind season forever, would I still love this? Would I still love this? Would I still be grateful that I did this thing? Would I do this for free forever? Would I continue sacrificing my family, my free time, my sleep, my ability to balance things? Because, okay, so you just go, well, we got to be moms first and we got to do that first and that comes first. And it's like, okay, that's fine. It can And I will say first and foremost that I am blessed like no one else because my husband understands that this is, this is, this is how I explore the world best, that this is me in my biggest expansion. And he doesn't question that. Um, Now, it has been a journey to this place. He definitely did question it. It definitely was not without battles and discussions and constant communication and struggle and sacrifice and getting it wrong and discussing boundaries and limits and willingness to support something. Um, But at this point, he understands that this is a better being than existed before. And it's because of this work and it's because of this continue to, to climb and commit to what this will become. And without that supportive spouse, you really have to question if this is something that you're capable of taking on because it's, it's a ton of seasons of unbalance. It just is, especially when you're learning something new, no doubt. And, you know, the end goal is all great and we all want to be there. But we have to be willing to commit to the beginning stage, which is just unbalanced. It's not balanced. It's not. 
it's not balanced. It takes so much. And even if you don't have kids, it still takes a heck of a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of drive for what you are doing, for what you want to do, and an understanding that someday it may, let me go ahead and underline that, someday it may balance back out. May. It may not. And, you know, after coming from this season of extreme unbalance, like the last year was just hustle, grind, repeat, which I do not recommend, but I will say it's just, it's a part of it. And I'm not in this toxic hustle culture of like work till you die. I'm like, you know, balance it as much as you can, but that's just the reality. There are seasons of, of unrest in this work. There are seasons of, I got to get this thing done and I'm going to have to sacrifice part of myself and the things that I want for a period of time to take this thing over the finish line. And there are parts of it that as you learn, there are just certain things that either you're not capable of doing or you're not capable of handling or you don't want to handle and understand and and work through and manage but then you also have to understand and this is what i've come to learn is like you're either doing the work yourself or you're paying someone to do that work and you understand that that comes with inherent risk as well and it comes with having to work with people and working with people i think is one of the biggest challenges <laughs> of all of this every single thing that you do is a representation of you and your brand and so every time that you pin something every time that you commit to something every time blah 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 that's you and so being aware of that at all times whether you're tired or frustrated or whatever like it's all you And do you want this moment in time following you forever, right? Because it can happen very quickly. And <coughs> I had so much relief when I found an accountant who could take over. I had so much relief when I found a computer or a website programmer who could take over the tech side of this but no, none of those steps would be possible without figuring out how to do it on your own first. Yeah. Like, I had to fumble my way through the website and understand why it did and didn't work in order to 
better understand what we needed to improve our situation. And from there, from that struggle, from that, oh, I'm not getting this right, ooh, I don't like this, and here's why, I could understand what to upgrade with next. And that upgrade um, really, really was, was big. That upgrade was vital. That upgrade was um, necessary. And it came from this place of, I know that I don't know how to do this. I know that I'm not interested in continuing to do this. And I know enough about what I'm doing to be able to communicate what I need very specifically. Here's what I need and here's what I need to know. And can you or can you not complete this? And that knowing is the vital piece. And you only get that knowing from having messed it up enough, having done it enough to know what you need next to make this easier, to make it better, and to understand the trade-offs. Right? I know that I don't have as much control over the website because I'm not doing it myself. However, because I have built enough of it myself and I had built on another platform prior, I know what I need to be successful and I know how to ask for that now. And that all comes from a place of actually doing it. And so when it came to the accounting side, like, I know that this needs to be automated. I know that if we're going to kind of scale and, and help find a solution for other people, right, it needs to work this seamlessly. It needs to be digital. We can't really allow for this hand computing BS. We just can't. Nope. And it's, it's, it's not safe. And it's, there's too much room for error. And so when we remove that, we know that we, there's a lot of learning that has come from that. How do, we, how do we integrate these systems? How do we make this an automated process? How do we fix this so that when we hand this off, because we are officially hiring um, our first <coughs> employee, um, when we hand this off, we know that we're handing off something that is going to take this amount of time. And I know that because we built it. Because this is how it's going to operate now. Because I ran those systems and 
ran and perfected month over month over month to be in a place where I can hand this off for five hours a week. And in the beginning, when we were in the season of unrest, the season of no showers, the season of no sleeping, the season of messing it up, the season of extreme sacrifice and not going to things and just sitting until we got it right, that took 12 hours a week, minimum, minimum. minimum. And I would say now, I don't even think it'll be five hours, but that's how much I would allot to it until we continue to kind of perfect and they understand what they're doing. I think it will be about, uh, once we set up automations, it should be about a two hour a week job. And if we get it down to two hours a week, that means that we can use that person for many locations, right? And this would be remote work that they can do for for many locations. They can handle all of this sort of back end. So again, you know, now we have the accountant, we have the automated processes, which I have to sit and learn one-on-one with my accountant. This is not like, Pat, oh, you're here now. Okay. I don't have to know any of this. No, I need to know it because I need to know how and why we're introducing new fixes and how and why I'm going to explain the use case in the model to the person that I hired to do this work. And I wish that I could tell you that learning something new, that taking taking on your dreams and going after them is like the easiest thing you'll ever do and you'll walk into a completely balanced and beautiful life. But that's just not the reality. Even if you're handing work off, there's still a lot of work that has to be done to understand what you're handing off and to ask specifically for what you want. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at Local Shop Space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.